The Old Testament reading appointed for the 16th Sunday after Trinity is from 1 Kings chapter 17. After this, the son of the woman, the mistress of the house, became ill, and his illness was so severe that there was no breath left in him. And she said to Elijah, What have you against me, O man of God? You have come to bring my sin to remembrance and to cause the death of my son. And he said to her, Give me your son. And he took him from her arms and carried him up into the upper chamber where he lodged and laid him on his own bed. And he cried to the Lord, O Lord, my God, have you brought calamity even upon the widow with whom I sojourn by killing her son? Then he stretched himself upon the child three times and cried to the Lord, O Lord, my God, let this child's life come into him again. And the Lord listened to the voice of Elijah, and the life of the child came into him again, and he revived. And Elijah took the child and brought him down from the upper chamber into the house and delivered him to his mother. And Elijah said, See, your son lives. And the woman said to Elijah, Now I know that you are a man of God, and that the word of the Lord in your mouth is truth. O Lord, have mercy on us. A reading from Ephesians chapter 3. So I ask you not to lose heart over what I am suffering for you, which is your glory. For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, have mercy on us. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the seventh chapter. Soon afterward, Jesus went to a town called Nain, and his disciples and a great crowd went with him. As he drew near to the gate of the town, behold, a man who had died was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow. And a considerable crowd from the town was with her. And when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her and said to her, Do not weep. Then he came up and touched the bier, and the bearers stood still. And he said, Young man, I say to you, arise. And the dead man sat up and began to speak. And Jesus gave him to his mother. 
Fear seized them all, and they glorified God, saying, A great prophet has arisen among us, and God has visited his people. And this report about him spread through the whole of Judea and all the surrounding country. O Lord, have mercy on us. Thanks Thanks be to God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The widow of Zarephath said, What have you against me, O man of God? You have come to bring me, to bring my sin to remembrance and to cause the death of my son. The widow mourned the death of her son at the presence of Elijah, but behind her grief was the fear of retribution. The widow fears that her sin had come up before the Lord. And her punishment was to have her son taken away from her. In her grief, the widow didn't know that God is not a God of the dead, but of the living. The widow didn't know that God is merciful, slow to anger, gracious, and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. We learn through the widow of Zarephath that Jesus is the Lord of life. The account of the widow of Zarephath points forward to the coming of the Messiah and what he would accomplish by being crucified. It tells of Elijah, the prophet of God, dealing with an issue that we all have, a sickness that plagues all of us. It's one that the widow points to as being the reason for the death of her son, sin. The widow's fear was that her sin had killed her son. Her disobedience had a cost. And her grief was that God, in an act of divine retribution, had chosen to take the life of her only son. The widow's fear is the same fear that you have as a sinner. You fear that God will repay you according to your deeds. You fear that rather than mercy and comfort, hell and damnation are what you will be met with. The law is written on our hearts, the widows and ours alike. She may have been ignorant to the written Ten Commands of Israel, but inwardly she knew the holy law of God, and she was confronted with the fact that she had fallen short of holiness. We cannot claim the ignorance of the widow. We have the Ten Commandments written out before us, confronting us with a demand that they be followed perfectly. And yet, we also fall short. To break one is to break them all and be guilty of transgression. Your gossip, your anger, your greed, your lust. It all confronts you, demanding a price to be paid. Before the law of God, every mouth is stopped, and the whole world may be held accountable to God. Before the law of God, you are truly dead. You haven't kept the law as you should, and have only done what you shouldn't. The widow's fear is that her son paid the price for her sin. 
Death will come for all who transgress God's law. The widow saw God as an angry judge who does not decide fairly, and his judgment had come in the person of Elijah. Those who see God as an angry judge are blind and despairing in their sin. Elijah did not come as God's vengeful harbinger, but as a faithful prophet. Elijah took the dead boy into his arms and cried out, not to a God of anger and wrath, but to the God of mercy and life. Elijah knew who God is by nature. He is not a God who repays man for his deeds, but is slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. God showed his love and faithfulness to the widow of Zarephath by answering the cries of Elijah and letting the life of her son come into the boy again. Elijah was sent as a man of God to the widow in order to show her his steadfast love and faithfulness. This steadfast love and faithfulness that he shows come into, comes into full view in the person and work of Jesus. The sickness of sin that plagued the widow is one that is answered by the blood of Jesus. The sickness of sin that still plagues us is answered by his blood. Elijah was sent as God's prophet, but Jesus is God himself who was sent to rescue us from sin, death, and the power of the devil. What the widow failed to see was that it wasn't her son that would pay the price for her sin. It wasn't her son that would bear the weight of her disobedience. The widow's sin, along with our sin, the plague that strikes us, it costs the only son of the father his life, but it's one he paid out of his love for you. Because Jesus is the Lord of life, the widow's son was raised from the dead. And because Jesus is the Lord of life, you will be raised from the dead. You rise to new life now, and you will rise again on the last day. As St. Paul tells us, you are raised to new life in baptism. You enjoy this newness of life now. You enjoy the forgiveness of sins, rescue from death and the devil, and have the sure promise of eternal life through Christ Jesus. You have a God of mercy who hears the cries of Jesus. The price of your sin has been paid by his blood, and God lets your life come into you again. As St. Paul tells us, we were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death in order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in the newness of life. It is a new life that has been given to you through the holy waters of baptism, that you have been joined into Christ's death, but also you have been bound to his resurrection. Before the law of God, you are truly dead in your trespasses, but because of God's, love, God's steadfast love and faithfulness, the cries of Jesus are answered with the promise of new life coming into you. The widow feared she was being repaid for her sin by the death of her son, 
cost for sin is paid by Jesus, who intercedes for your life by stretching himself out for you on the cross. And with his death, gives you new life. You have a God who is merciful and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness, no longer remembering your sin, but giving you the sure promise of the newness of life. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.